Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. That's me. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. This week I have two creative folks for the price of one. They are the musical comedy lounge act duo Mac and Poppy, a.k.a. Todd Makovsky and Christopher Graham. They've got a show coming up next week at the Cavern Club Theater here in L.A. Um, they're delightful and funny, and uh, I had a really good time talking to them at Christopher's beautiful house in Laurel Canyon. But before we get to the interview, uh, I want to mention LifeCast, my side hustle. It's a uh, business where I interview people about their lives, capture those milestone moments uh, using podcast technology. You can share it with your family. You get your story down. You have a good time. Um, Father's Day is coming up. Uh, a friend of mine told me today that he wants me to interview his father for a Father's Day present. I'm really excited about that. So you can learn more at getalifecast.com. I also want to encourage you to check out dennisanyone.net. Uh, there you can subscribe to my newsletter. You can check out photos that go with some of the podcasts. You can uh, donate to my virtual tip jar. Helps me cover the expenses that come with doing the podcast and all that fun stuff. Okay, without any further ado, it is now time for the interview. This is Todd Makovsky and Christopher Graham, a.k.a. Mac and Poppy. Hey there, I'm coming to you from beautiful Laurel Canyon in the home of one of my guests today, Christopher Graham. He's here with Todd Makovsky. Together they are Mac and Poppy. They have a show coming up at the Casita Del Campo restaurant, Cavern Club Theater. Like, I love to go there. I love that place. We, the, yeah. That is our home. It we is. We love it there. We love Mr. Dan. Yes. He welcomes us so wonderfully. And um, great staff. And that room is perfect for Mac and Poppy. Yeah. There, It was born for your act. It absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So Mac and Poppy are kind of a, a, a lounge act. But before we get into their origin story and all that... I love being here in beautiful Laurel Canyon. <laughs> I feel like Joni Mitchell's going to strum by with a guitar she or something. Is. She comes every day. Yeah. I mean, this is fabulous. Right. Do you love to live here? I do. I love living up here. It, the roads are treacherous on trash day. They could be treacherous. <laughs> that could be the title of this podcast, Treacherous on Trash treacherous Day. Treacherous on Trash Day. But no, it's great. It's like living in the woods, but you're in the middle of Los Angeles. Yeah. And I'm five minutes from West Hollywood and five minutes from the valley. Yeah. So, do you see animals and stuff? Oh, all the time. Like, what do you see? Oh, gosh. Skunk, possum. Yeah. I've had coyotes in my yard. There's wow. been a deer in my driveway. Deer that's, in my driveway. That's, that's also good. That's, 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 good. Also good. that's, that's a trash day, deer in my driveway. Deer in my exactly. <laughs> so it's really fun to be here. Now, Todd and I go back a number of years. Yeah. Um, and uh, I met you recently when you, uh, not, not recently, but a few years ago when you started doing Mac and Poppy together. Exactly. So Mac and Poppy is this duo lounge act. Talk to me about the origin story of where these characters came from and, and, and you two deciding to do a show together. Yeah, so Christopher and I um, were members of the Gay Men's Chorus of Los Angeles and that's where we met and um, we did a cabaret show. We hosted a cabaret show. Exactly. For three years we did a, a cabaret um, that featured members of the chorus doing solos or duets or trios. Right. And Todd and I, uh, along with another chorus member who's moved away, we wrote special material and were the hosts. And I was always in drag, right. and Todd wa and the other hosts, they were, of course, dressed as boys. And people approached us after those things and said, you guys need to do a show together. Right. And that was the seed. That was the seed. That, yeah, the were, were you doing pretty much those characters, Mac and Poppy? No, no not at all. Not at all. No. Something totally different. You yeah. had a different name. You were... I was... Well, I was... We all had nicknames in the chorus, right. and my nickname was Barbie. And right. so I was Barbie, and Todd was just Todd, but right. Mac and Poppy evolved out of 
the well, the banter at least, right? But not the characters necessarily. And Christopher and I, you know, growing up, we were huge fans of um, variety shows, TV variety shows. Of course, the, the Carol Burnett show, the Mandrell Sisters, you know, right. stuff oh, yeah. like that. Pink Dolly. Lady and Jeff, Pink oh, Lady and Jeff. Oh my yeah. god, I love you Shields for saying that. Shields and Yarnell, yeah, yeah. Manhattan Transfer. People are right. googling like mad. Now. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the Mandrell sisters? Like, what happened to Barbara Mandrell? Um, I think that somebody posted a picture of Barbara Mandrell. She was in the desert, I want to say, and she is unrecognizable. Wow. N- not in a bad way, but, you know. She just decided she didn't need it anymore. I guess. Well, she's she, a Mandrell. She yeah. made scads of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. She's like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I so, Mac is this sort of kind of mafia kind of guy. Like, he's kind of like a, a loungy, like rat Thank pack. You. Like rat packy guy. I yeah? Yes, we actually make a joke about yeah. that, that I was um, supposed to be part of the rat pack. Yeah. I was supposed to fill the juice lot. Yeah, and what happened? <laughs> well, they gave it to Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Which you really didn't see coming. You, absolutely not. Wow. I know. I know. Yeah, whatever. I recovered. You recovered. I recovered. You're doing just fine. Just fine. We are playing the Casita del Campo for you know. crying out loud. So where does Matt come from for you? What were you, what were you thinking? Like, oh, I think I want to be this kind of a guy. Um, I mean, as we said, we we love uh, variety shows, and I I'm a huge fan of Stephen Eady. Right. And I, you know, the two of them together were just magical. So I wanted to be kind of a, a Steve Lawrence type character. Right. But wrong you know right. like just not like not suave um but right. could sing um right. but just kind of like uh, just a, off, a off. Mars, just a little off they yeah. never made it out of reno yeah right gotcha. right you where know? they played vegas we played reno exactly yeah yeah you were the you were who they called if they couldn't get the other exactly people. right 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 yeah and the other people and the other people <laughs> several <laughs> other people yeah Poppy is a, a is a delicate rose. Well, yeah. Where does Poppy come from for Poppy's you? Poppy's from Popsom Trot, Alabama. Right. <laughs> um, and she was a you know a beauty queen and majorette and you know she, Poppy is an amalgam of of honestly the women I grew up with. There's a little bit of Anita Bryant for me in there. Oh, really? I don't know. This is a Southern thing or like TV. I don't know. Not in the homophobia way. <laughs> well, that's right. good. But yeah. <laughs> that sort of whole, super wholesome. Yeah, with a little, with you know, she drifted. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, she, well, she, she know, was the top of the showgirl in Jubilee. Oh wow! Yeah, so she, she's not above taking her. her no, top no, no, yeah. no, no, no. She'll do whatever the role requires. Yeah. anything for money. That's right. But she is. But tr- truthfully, Poppy's the way I play Poppy is is I think about my aunt Johnny May and my grandmother and my mother and all those women. You know, the cast of Steel Magnolias raised right. me basically. Love it. So that's that's where she comes from. And you know, Poppy, as Todd said. I was so inspired by all those women in the variety shows. You know, they'd do the sketches and then there'd be that fabulous torch song moment with right. Cher, you know, when she's just standing there with the moon above her and she right. does it. That's what gets me off and that's what I wanted Poppy to be and what I hope she's become. Right. She can do the banter. She can yeah. be able to, but when Absolutely. it comes time to sell that torch song. Absolutely. There's not a dry eye in the house. Yeah, hopefully. Now, when you guys started putting them together, did you think about, okay, let's figure out our backstory for ourselves. How did we meet? Or, or are they constantly revealing new things to you as you do show after show? Well, we come up with new things for their mythology. But, right. But this particular show that we're doing is actually their origin show. Right. So we reveal everything. 
everything's on the table. Yeah. Everything, how, yeah. How we met. And, and what's the what's the name of this show? Until death do us part. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what what are some of the things we learn about their origin? How, how we met. Um, what their sex life is like, right? Or not uh, like our um, illicit drug use. Yeah. Okay. Um, which there's plenty of that. How right. We, how we were almost a household name, but we kind of fucked that up. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the story of most of the people in the city. Yeah. yeah. We, we were so close. We were, we were so, so close. close. We fucked it up on the Lawrence Welk show, but that's. Right. <laughs> I we, my mother used to love the Lawrence Welk show, and I always thought it was square. And now I realize that when I watch Dancing with the Stars and I'm really into it, that is my Lawrence Welk show. Yes. Right. It, there's something exactly. comforting about it. Yeah. It's a little glitzy. It's very wholesome. Yeah. There's dancing Absolutely. and music. Yeah. I am turned into my mother, basically. <laughs> so You are the audience for Dance with the Stars. Exactly. What are some of the songs that you guys sing in this oh, show? Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Mac and Poppy, and that's one of the things I'm most proud of, is that people come and see our shows, and, they, and you know, we're... we're off color and blue right. and you know sometimes politically incorrect to our own uh, detriment i think sometimes but but we sing wonderfully right yeah. <laughs> no you're both really <laughs> terrific singers we you know we sing we or we present the music straight right and uh uh it's um that's a good I, I love that about us I think it's I think it's a yeah, fun part of our act so we do like we do some standards our opening number is um, uh, this could be the start of something big written by Steve Allen yeah right uh, we do contemporary things you, you know we mix things like Faithfully by Journey with So Far Away from Carol King love and, it you know Todd and I both have an, you know a, a knowledge of songs and music that goes way back. So it, we pull all the stops out and put everything together. Yeah. yeah. There's not going to be any Lady Gaga. But not this can, show, not but this who show. knows? Never, next show, you never maybe. know. Not this show. I, yeah. I would love to do a Taylor Swift uh, Yes, yes. Yeah. You're still gunning for that Taylor Swift. I I, <laughs> Mac, Mac is a huge Taylor Swift fan. You know what? The songs are catchy. Yeah. They are. I'm in. Only slightly creepy, but it's. Uh, <laughs> but Mac is a huge fan of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Why do you love doing these shows and playing these characters? Does it allow you to do something that you don't get to do in your exactly ordinary right. performing? Yeah, I always get that from friends who've seen the show that. Um, that I disappear into the character. That you really kind of do. They do not see Todd on that stage. Yeah. And that's so freeing. It's I it's feel awesome. like it's Mac true. is really playing catch-up with the Me Too movement. There's a lot of rules that have changed. Yeah. I think he's afraid what's gonna, what he'll do. Like, I think he's somebody that, <laughs> that hits a little close to home, a lot of that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I basically Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> with cocktail waitresses and yeah. dive bars. And without the money. So, yeah, without, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, feel yeah. like, I feel like Matt's got, Matt's got a bit of that going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're a lot more slim than Harvey <laughs> Thank yes. you. Thank you. I'm, you Thank know, you. Working it's important. On what about for you, Christopher? What is, what do you get to express that you don't normally get to do? Well, you know, I, Poppy is the first time I've ever really truly been on stage that I think that I've been able to be and show off parts of what I can do on stage without having to fit into a mold. And that's right. why this doing the drag character has been so freeing for me. You know, I will never play leading men just because right. I'm an effeminate man. So Poppy was, honestly, it's the most real and free and me that I've ever been able right. to do on a stage. To show off a, a singing voice that's high yeah. for a guy but strong right. you know and to be to act a certain way and to allow a part of myself out yeah. that that it, 
is able that is there. I just never would get hired to do it unless I was doing a Charles Bush show. Which if right. anyone's ever doing a Charles Bush show, I'd love to do one. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, and being on stage with Todd and creating these shows are have been the most rewarding things I've ever done. Really, that's awesome. Yeah, I, and for me, absolutely. I trust him. You know, I, you there's there's a chemistry that you have with some people, and you know this that you just can't replicate. And Todd is that for me. And that's I'm so, so and I'm, great. And I'm so grateful. The for it. feeling is mutual. Well, thank I, you. Absolutely. And one of the great things is. is um, I never thought of myself as a writer mm-hmm. until yeah. doing Mac and Poppy, and we we write of all write all of our jokes yeah. and our materials. That's and, right. and it is wonderful. I, I, I have discovered that I do have a bit of a gift. Yeah, to, yeah damn um, right you do. Yeah. But it comes out of the you know it comes out of the characters. Right. It comes out of knowing the characters, and a lot of times the way we write shows is we just start talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as Mac and Poppy, right? And then you know, and we put that down, and then you have you can go back and you can refine it. Sure. And, and listen, sometimes it takes us two hours to write a single joke. Oh, that's right. We're sitting at Starbucks and we're like, <sighs> yeah. But we come up with a winner, and then you, you know, you just have to put in the time. You yeah. do, and you get on your feet and you rehearse it, and you and if it doesn't, you you ad lib, and yeah, you know, yeah. and sometimes some of the things that comes out that come out in front of the audience are the funniest things in the world. Absolutely. You were at our, our very first. I, performance, I feel like right? it was at your first performance. Was I also Madeline feel Clark? like I went to Madeline Clark yes, and you were like workshopping it. Oh, that. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I feel like to... you were workshopping it. and Totally. Yeah. We wanted I remember filling out. out a comment form. No, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, when did you know it was going to work? I think... Oh, gosh. That's I mean, a good question. You know, <laughs> when you put it up in front of an audience and they react, yeah. that's when I absolutely knew. But, yeah. like, from the get-go, I thought, we've got something here. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I yeah. knew I knew it was going to work. I was after that that workshop at Madeline Clark. Yeah. I was I was so you know that put the fear of God. Madeline Clark, FYI, is a studio in the Valley here in Los Angeles. Yeah, but when we did it the first time at Embar, and yeah. they and oh they, I remember them and they reacted. Yeah. Yep. That was a that was a good thing. Yeah, and then I think we really hit our stride when we got to the Cavern Club because the intimacy of yeah. the audience was what we needed. Yeah. People drink, they're like crazy. Yeah. Yes, they Have do. you ever had like problem audience problems where these people are too drunk? For no, I'm, no, I'm praying Good. for that night. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're never going to be more drunk than you. So, uh, yeah, no, I've seen shows there where people are just like, calm it down. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't really experienced that. No, no, but a drag queen with the microphone is a powerful tool. In it that really situation. is. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. This one is so freaking quick. <laughs> I mean,. Um, well, that comes from growing, you know, from you know, doing drag in, in the bars in Birmingham, Alabama. Did you do drag in yeah. Birmingham, Alabama? Mm-hmm. Uh, how old were you? Young. Young. <laughs> what was it like? Would you do different characters or no? Would you I, in, this was the day, you know, the drag in that scene in in, in smaller cities is is you have a, a character. It's not a character. You're just you in drag. Right. And my name was Jill St. James. Okay. And um, believe it or not, and you become, you know, it's a small celebrity in yeah. Birmingham. You get known. You're sort of an ambassador. You are. But um, you, we lip-synced. I lip-synced everything I did. I wasn't, I, I could sing. But that wasn't but the way you things were You just didn't do it. What was your showstopper? Hmm? What was your showstopper? Fancy. Oh, gosh. it's got a story. Yeah. <laughs> it's about like, you know what? 
sell that body and yeah. get us get us get yeah. get a better life. They loved it. I, I did it just like she used to do in her concert. I came out in the fur coat. Of course, and I had the red dress on underneath, and the dress would drop out. Lesbians went crazy. <laughs> they would just hand over fist. Yeah, here's your one chance. Yeah. Fancy, don't love it. That's, That's right. great. It's hard time to lip sync. When we think of the South and places like Birmingham, it feels. I don't know, Bible Belt, you feel like... Yeah. Did you feel um, like there was a, a, a safe community there? Or did you did you feel like there was a lot of homophobia coming at you? Well, there is homophobia in Birmingham. There's right. homophobia all across... There's homophobia everywhere. Right. But in the... I guess it feels like there's a religion. There's a lot of uh, religious people that Tremendously. Are, yeah. But the, the gay bars are safe havens. Yeah. And I think they still are there. Yeah. You, know, you you don't necessarily walk. Maybe they do now. I haven't been home in you know, yeah. so many years. You don't walk. You did not walk through River Chase Galleria holding hands with your boyfriend, right? In 1990, right? But you could go to Eunice Crabtree's and watch drag show, and it was always packed because right. the entire gay community. Now, now maybe that's changed. Yeah, I don't know. that's cool. When did you leave? Um, oh my lord! Birmingham. <laughs> um, at right after college, I right. uh, nineteen ninety three. Nice. And you went to where? L A first. L A first. Because I met a guy doing summer stock and fell in love with him, and he said, "You don't need to be in Birmingham. Come, come to L A." How glamorous! Yeah, and I did. Was he in summer stock with you? Yeah. He so was, you, he, we were doing Music Man, and I was Tommy Gilles, and he was Marcellus Washburn. Oh, I love that! I was a teen dancer. Yeah, I played Marcellus. I was. Did you really? Wait, I forget there. about who Marcellus was. <laughs> Marcellus is, is not the little boy. Shapoopy. He's Shapoopy. the Shapoopy. He he's, he's the best friend. Yeah. yeah, he's the best friend to Harold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So you guys ran away together. He swept me off my feet. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Where is he now? In Memphis, Tennessee, actually. Oh, you but you stayed in touch. Yes. All He's right. married. There you go. To a man. No. To oh. a woman. Interesting. Uh -huh. Wow. Yeah. Intrigue. Yeah. I bet Poppy could could channel some oh, of those feelings boy. into something. Yes. Well, there's, yeah. I fried bigger fish than him. <laughs> <laughs> but you used to also do a lot of musicals and tour oh, the yeah, country. Yeah, what yeah. were some of the shows you did? I did 42nd Street for a long time. Oh, I did that on a cruise ship. <laughs> and rolling those stupid wooden coins out there when oh. the ship's oh. moving. Yeah. Oh, no. Coin, you're going to jump on the coin. Uh, what were the and real coins? Like in the real Broadway um, well, show. Well, they were they were they were they were made out of wood, but right. the top was a, a, an aluminum. It was a okay. metal okay. that you did, and there were handles on the back, so you had to make sure you had to make sure <laughs> one side was wood, plywood, and one side was metal, and you right. had to make sure that the wood went down. And you were dancing on the metal, yes, because there were nights that someone <laughs> forgot. <laughs> right. You know, she jumps up on that coin, and her foot goes through the coin. Oh. It's like, oh. It's Ouch. no fun. Because no the fun. the wood wasn't very thick. Right. That was the bottom of yeah. the dime. So the top part, the top you tapped on was right. the metal part. Right. So. But if you put, if you jumped on the wrong thing, yeah, you would yeah. literally go through the coin. Yeah, that's why you had to make sure you were uh, putting that thing down right for that girl. Uh, for sure. Did you <laughs> like doing that show? Was I that a blast? It. 42nd Street is a wonderful show to do because the chorus is the star of the show. That's right. Pretty much. Yeah. You got those. What was that one thing? We had these little garlands that we held oh, for on the, dames. Is that the number? Maybe of dames? I don't know. It was something. That's no. The garlands aren't in dames. It's in um oh beauty school or something like that. I don't know. It's I, don't know. A, it's, I never held those garlands. Yeah. 
Was it fun being on the road? Would you go into like different cities and then find yeah. the gay bar and like yeah. what was that like? Um, it was great because I got laid a lot. Ah. There you go. Cause you were in the show. Oh yeah, the, the uh, uh, most memorable Tucson, Arizona. Boy, let me tell really? you. Really? Yes. I love it. That's my home state. I'm uh, really glad that they represented. Uh, <laughs> How uh, long were you there for? Tucson, a few weeks, I think. Yeah, long enough. Long enough. <laughs> I love it. What Cowboys. was it, what went into your decision to stop doing that? Honestly, I was with a, a guy. Uh, I was with a, a partner who was not going to be partnered with a um, a person with a career that was so unstable. I got you. So I stopped. Right. Partially. Was that painful in a way? looking back on it at the time it wasn't I just didn't well I went out on a to do a regional production of a show and he started cheating on me and having a fair my god this just is so good I know I love it he started cheating I was doing My Fair Lady I'll never forget the night I danced Um, uh, what's that song that she does wouldn't it be loverly with my broom in tears Um, he tried to to break up with me when I was away on that show and I knew that if I continued to leave he would continue to do that yeah. so I came back and we weren't together forever but that's one of the reasons that went into my decision to do it yeah and then you settled here in LA yeah and then I found the gay men's course which was yeah. became my outlet for that yeah that's and you guys met there yeah. you did yeah. yeah yeah what's the best part about being in that group in gay men's course yeah <clears throat> it's the um, feeling of community. Yeah, there are two like two hundred and eighty members of the chorus. Um, not all singing members, but you what know, do just, the non-singing members do? They, they like uh, they set up the um, the room and they you know take our money for because we you have to pay to be in the gay men's chorus. How much does it cost? Um, it's about it's seventy five. Seventy. I don't remember. I want to say seventy five um, per. Concert, so it's about it's two twenty five a year. It's gone. Wow, it's gone yeah, up. it's gone up. Yeah, wow, I did um, not know that. That's yeah. interesting yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know they do they they um, set up the the snacks for the break and stuff like that. You know they do stuff that the singing members wouldn't want to do. The librarians who catalog the music. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge job. job. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, that's cool. And you guys do like three big shows a year. Or three big more? shows a year. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite show you've ever done? Oh, because they've done some really cool themes. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, the Candor and Ed was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were kind of the we were the MCs yeah. of the evening. The, yeah, the three of us. Um, I loved. We did a show with Lily Tomlin. That, that was, was amazing. Amazing. I love that. S- sold out, like you know. Because right I love it. Like stars will come in and do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like your Liam yeah. Rhymeses. Liam oh, Rhymeses. Yes. Um, we had Angela Lansbury at one time. When I was in the chorus, we did. Uh, well, Jane Lanier was our guest star for the Kendra and Ebb show that we did together. Todd and I did together, yeah. and then Valley Pe- Valerie right. Pettiford came back a few years later, and they were the two stars of Fosse on Broadway. I got Broadway. you. Um, they were separate in separate right. concerts, but they did. That was great. We did a show with Coco Peru. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. My dear friend. I and love yes. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you guys, and the Game Men's Course pops up sometimes like on TV shows sure. or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. There was something you were on not that long ago. Um, I did uh, I did the Mindy 
show. Um, and uh, the Mindy the Project. Mindy Project. I love that. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Oh my god. My god. She was amazing. The original and, Will and Grace. Yes. Yes. There was a big episode with of that. Uh, the one with Matt Damon. The one with Matt Damon. I. Some of the chorus members were on the Academy Awards. Right. Um, That's what I remember. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Great. Stuff. Uh, yeah. We, there are all these opportunities to perform. Oh my god. I was just on Ellen. Yeah, um, you're yeah. still in it, right? Um, what's, what's that? You're still in the chorus. Oh, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in since 2001. Right. So, and another show that you've been touring with for in the last few years is the It's Gets It's it, Gets Better. Tell Tell me about that. Yeah. So, I mean, the It Gets Better project was started. It was a video project that was started by Dan Savage in 2010. We remember. And absolutely, it feels like it's been around longer than that. I know, right? It doesn't it feel yeah. like it's been, anyway? It's because time is flying. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So it's it was an you know an anti-bullying video campaign yeah. and. And like all these celebrities, you know, uploaded videos encouraging people, you know, young kids not to give up and, right. you know, to stick it out. And um, and so a couple of years later, uh, Liesl Reinhardt, who was on the board of directors of Gay Men's Chorus, she thought, why not do um, a traveling musical based on the Gets Better project? So um, so she created this show, and there's, now we have a cast of uh, nine, and we tour the country and spend a week in various towns and cities. Doing workshops for kids, and um, we do a, a performance at the end of the week, and it's been fantastic. Is it a musical show? It's a musical show. Yeah. Wow. Does the show change a lot, or is it kind of this is our show and we go and do it? It it does change. We're kind of refining it. It yeah. um, when it first began, uh, it's what it is now. It's unrecognizable. Yeah. Um, we had a cast of only men. Yeah. And it was a fictional story of a, a kid. Um, who is going through a really tough time, and he, um, and so he goes online and he uh, googles the It Gets Better project, and he finds all these videos, and the videos kind of come to life I into see. his room, and they, you know, there's a whole thing of encouraging him not to give up. Right. It's been changed a lot, so it's more like the Laramie project where we've interviewed real people and we recreate their stories on stage, and so and we also intersperse uh, some songs in there. You've probably had really powerful moments interacting with people in these places, it's, and it's what's it meant to amazing. you in your life? It's great. We've there. There was this kid, um, Jack, who um, he he was like in middle school, and he wanted to have um, a GSA, a Gay Straight Alliance, in his school, and the um, superintendent said said no, we're not going to allow that, and so we got him in contact with uh, the ACLU. And um, he, they basically sued to get a GSA, and they got it. Wow! So, wow! Yeah. So it's it's about that. You feel like you make you're seeing change happen. You're helping facilitate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We get um, we get emails all the time about you know thank you so much for doing this. I you know cons seriously considered taking my own life, and now this is giving me hope. And it's just like. This is why I do it. I imagine you guys going there and bonding and then having this great show and then saying goodbye and like, That's like the queer eye guys leaving. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of I know. giving them this experience. But we, but we, um, we kind of get people together in yeah. the community. So they have a, a support system after we leave. Right. Do you have a colorful vehicle? Like, I want to see you guys hopping on a fun bus. <laughs> like the Partridge Family I think bus? So it should be like Priscilla or the exactly. Partridge Family oh bus. Oh my god. The mystery I wish. No, we usually rent like a, yeah. you know. <laughs> like some kind of a... Some like Chevy, you know, suburban SUV or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, so I'm sorry. All right. That's really cool though that you've done that. It's so Do you cool. keep in touch with any of the people that you... We do, absolutely. Yeah. Online, you know, Facebook is great for that. Um, yeah, it's... 
What surprised you about it once you started doing it compared to what you thought it would be like? Because I'd be a little scary to go into some of these communities. It is, yeah. You, I don't know. Yeah. And knowing that there are people that don't want you there, maybe. Like totally. Well, like yeah. Or we went to um, Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. Right. And, you know, in, I think it's Wichita, where the Westboro Baptist Church, that's where their headquarters oh, are. Oh, man. And they actually came up and they um, protested our show. Did you they know, make signs just for did, you? They did. They did. And the sad thing is that there were like kids, you know, like five, six year old kids, yeah, holding a sign, you know, saying God hates fags and yeah, well, they're, like indo- that. they're indoctrinated. Oh, absolutely. So but what was that know, like? Was it was. It... Um, I mean, it's it's awful. You yeah. know, it's, but you know what? I always say that if you're protested by the Westboro Baptist Church, you're, you're doing, doing something, something right. right. Absolutely. I was a writer on the Big Gay Sketch Show for the third season. And one of the sketches that I wrote that we never ended up doing was like this, uh, it was a commercial for art supplies, but it was like the, the who's the fam? what's the name of the family? The, the, the Westboro Baptist Church oh, the, family. Um, Roper Phelps. Yeah, Phelps, 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 right. Yeah. It's like Phelps yeah. Art Barn. You got, we got markers, we got pens, we got glitter glue. And everything was like a straight art commercial, but all the signs were like, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> like, oh, I like the way you drew the little skull and crossbones on that. <laughs> You know, and they just signs that was just yeah, horrifying, yeah. but they did a straight commercial like oh, it was totally normal. That's, that's funny. Um, it never got made, but, <laughs> you know, it was a fun thing. So, I love that. Yeah. You were also in Naked Boy singing back in the day. Were you I part of the a, original? I was an original Naked Boy. Yeah. I love that. That was in 1998. Uh, we just had our 20th anniversary. It's still showing in places. It is, And yeah. I've still never seen it. Are you kidding me? I know I've never, I feel oh really remiss. It's still playing in New York. I know. It's an event. It's a It's thing. an event, yeah. What was it like to do it? Were you like, of course, I could do this. Did it feel like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable to do this? Or was it like a no. little bit of a hurdle? Um, it was quite the hurdle. I had <laughs> never done anything like that in my right. life. I wasn't even intending to audition for it. Right. My friend John Altieri, God bless him, um, he was casting the show and he had second thoughts and so he's like, I really don't feel comfortable, um, you know, being naked on stage. But was I he in the this, show? He he was cast in the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said. But I have this friend, <laughs> Tom Makovsky, and so they're like, all right, give him our information. And so I went in. Yeah. And I auditioned. Um, they had me sing clothed first, right, to see if I could sing. And then they said, all right, here's a robe. Go into the dressing room. Yeah. Take everything off. Um, put the robe on. Come out here when you're ready. Um, drop the robe, and we just want to make sure that, you know, you don't have any, like, weird tattoos or, you know, right. a third nipple or anything like that. And so... Nothing that's wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did, and it was, you know, there were only three people in the room, but, you know, it was, a, it was you know, a little weird. Um, and I got the part, and there's something about being on stage with other people yeah. naked that is, like... Kind of okay. It makes it okay. Yeah. That's how uh, I feel about orgies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> everyone's there doing it. Yeah. Right, right. No, no, no lucky lose. Exactly. No lucky lose. Um, was this it was, it was, liberating in a way? Like, you know what? If I can do that, I can do this. I feel like I can do anything now. Right. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, my family came to see it, and it was... How was that? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like, you got your dad's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. My mom came, and it had been many years since she had seen me naked. And yeah. And I actually sat her in the in the back row of the yeah. Celebration Theater, the old Celebration, yeah. which is now pot dispensary. I know. Um, yeah. And there were only three rows, so I sat her in the third row thinking that I wouldn't see her from the stage. And she wore this 
bright white suit. <laughs> so it was like a beacon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's my mom. <laughs> what did she think of the show? She loved it. Oh my god, she had That's such a great awesome. time. That's awesome. such a great time. Well, it's obviously, people love it because it's lasted forever. Absolutely. It's still running. Yeah. What are some of the considerations about doing a show naked that you wouldn't think of until you're actually doing it? Well, like even like going to sit down in the dressing room, like yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what are the things that like, oh, this is because I'm naked. I can't. I have nowhere to put my (laughs) mic, or I don't know what I'm asking. Um, well, you know, my sister came to see the show, right? And um, she, you know, she said she said afterwards, she said I was so surprised to see how small everybody was, and I said, Deborah, I said. They keep that theater so cool. Thank you. We are all backstage with hair dryers on hot. Really? Like trying to, you know, fluff ourselves. Right. And we had pumps backstage. And, oh my you know, gosh, I, I love know. it. And then we go out on the stage and it's freezing cold and yeah. we all like shrivel up. Yeah. So, But you were doing what you could backstage. We tried. Right. We tried <laughs> so hard. Was I there know. ever somebody in the show where it's like, oh, that's not fair. Yes. Trance Thompson. My trance. <laughs> Not to, you know, well, stereotype, but right. he was the one uh, African-American in the show. Right. And let me tell you, he didn't have to fluff. Yeah, he was like, he didn't need a, I don't need no <laughs> yeah. hair dryer. And there were some yeah. scenes where he got a little excited, and I'm like, great. Really? Great. Seriously? Thanks. Just show With us all With the semi? Up. Show us all up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I always thought, I, I always remember, I thought this should be like, after that show came out and was so successful... My friend and I used to joke about, like, there should be Gay Nude, the most happy fella. <laughs> gay Nude, the Pirates of Penzance. I'm uh, coming to Broadway. And then I love the reviews could be like, and Todd gave a veiny performance. <laughs> All the adjectives would be like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but good for you. I yeah, was, uh, yeah. Good for you. I love yeah, that. It was awesome. It was great. How long I did you do it for? I did, so I did it for the first, it ran for 16 months yeah. uh, in L.A., I did for the first uh, few months, and then I um, worked on cruise ships. I worked on cruise ships. Yes. Uh, so I was gone for six months, and I did the last few yeah. months of the run. But that was a good chunk of time. It was, it yeah. Ran. It was, yeah. And we, man, that's how I, I got my equity card. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what else we did together, you you and me, Todd Bukowski? What did we do together? We bought our iPhone, our first we iPhones did. together in oh Palm Springs. Oh my God, that's And right. my first picture I ever took with an iPhone was, we took a picture of each other. <laughs> we were kind of late to that party, a little late, not super totally, late, totally but late. a little late. I had a flip phone for the longest time. Yeah, I had yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was good. And Palm Springs. Like Palm Springs. It was all good. Yeah. All right, you guys picked uh, some questions from the observation deck. So many, yeah. I know. Well, you picked a bunch. We'll, we'll go ahead and go through. Okay. What was the first concert you ever went to? Uh, uh, first concert I ever went to was X. They were a local punk. Yeah, that's edgy, uh, man. Yeah, and I saw them at the Roxy. Yeah. I went by myself, and I had the best time ever. You rocked out. I rocked out. How old out. were you? Were you old enough to get I in? I was late teens, yeah. so I think at that time I was old enough to get in. That's cool. Yeah. It, that was, I think, the first and last time I ever went yeah. to the Roxy. I love that. What yeah. about you? Cindy Lauper, She's So Unusual, <sighs> Halloween, Batwell Auditorium, Birmingham, Alabama. Wow. Mm-hmm. Was it incredible? And the the bangles opened for her. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it was I love awesome. that. I remember when Madonna and Cindy Lauper were both kind of out at the same time and yeah. knew and which one yeah. was going to last, which was going to be yeah. big. Right. You kind of had to. You kind of had to bet on a horse. Yeah, you right. did. Yeah, but they they're still. Same. But they're both still here. They're both yeah. still they are. here. They absolutely so. are. Have you ever been starstruck? Yeah, Who all the time. Yeah. Um, who starstruck me? 
I'm well. I blocked Diana Ross in the Gelsons once in the frozen food section, <laughs> and that was pretty. That you was, blocked her in, yeah, with your cart. Yeah, it was an accident. <laughs> it was an accident. Right. I was busy, I was studying something about lima beans, I suppose, right. and I heard this voice saying. Um, I think we have a traffic jam here. And I turned around and that it was Diana fucking Ross. Did she look like Diana Ross? Of course she looked like I mean, Di- was she all uh, <laughs> yeah. the hair yeah, and black pants. tank top, black um sweatpants and black Ugg boots with the fur. Love it. And uh I love it. I was kinda of starstruck. I was yeah. like Excuse me. Did no. she say I'm coming out? <laughs> no, she did not. She got honored recently on some show, maybe it was the Billboard Awards. And Tracy Ellis Ross, her daughter, right. and all her kids were there. And her kids seemed so cool, and they seemed to love her. And I was like, it just said a lot about like she must be kind of an awesome person. I bet she for is. her kids yeah. to be this yeah, yeah. well adjusted and kind of made me uh, just really appreciate that she's kind of cool. Okay, what's the craziest thing you've done in pursuit of a crush? Oh, that's yours. We used to. <laughs> My best friend and I used to. Stalk. Right. We, listen, I grew up in a. I, I did not grow up in Passaic, Alabama, yeah. but I grew up in a place called Sullivan, Alabama, and we only had three traffic lights, and one of them blinked. So what we did on the what we did on uh, Friday nights to entertain ourselves, we, we would ride around the block. Right, we, we block. used to take laps in my hometown, which had one stop. Yeah, there was oh, no. we'd wow. call it. You want to go take laps? Like it's so weird to think now, as somebody who lives in LA and hates traffic, yeah. to think that you would go driving yes, for, for fun. fun. So that's what we, we did. We get tired of the block, so we'd ride around all in the you know the roads in the back, all those yeah. places. And we used to actually follow. My best friend and I had a crush on one of the football players. Right. He was so fucking hot, and uh, we just we would follow him right. in the in the car at a at a you know safe distance. Right. One night he caught us. <laughs> oh. He just slammed on the brakes and got out of the car. What did he say? What are he you doing? He didn't say anything. Yeah. He just kind of looked at us, and we hightailed it out of there. Wow. That's cool, though. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. All right, Todd, do you have an answer for that one? You don't have to. I, you each picked different yeah, questions. Yeah, I, don't, I, I can't think of anything crazy okay. I've done for a crush. Here's a question. Doing Naked Boy singing, did you ever, like, meet anyone? Did anyone want to ask you out after the show? Yes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say the name because we both know that person. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it just, you know, I mean, it was nice. It was nice right. to, to you But know. it would, the stage Giorgiani's... For that show, I think would be in- interesting. Yes, if it's different than any other show that you would do. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, there's no yeah. mystery there. There's no mystery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. What's your best random celebrity sighting? I have them all the time. Right. <laughs> well, the Diana Ross one is amazing. Yeah, that was a good one. Barbara Eden in the fabric store. Yeah. Bob Mackie in the ch- in the grocery store too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I uh, I saw. Oh, Linda Lavin. Yeah. She was really nice. Um, Trader Joe's. Not Anne Murray. Uh, oh, Helen Reddy. Helen Reddy. I Helen went up Reddy. to Helen Reddy and bless her soul in Starbucks, and I went up to her and I said, "Excuse me." Um, I, I hate to bother you, but are you Miss Helen Reddy? And she says, well, I certainly hope so. I'm wearing her underwear. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a great, that's, a great that's very but cute. Everybody's so, you know, I don't give a shit about some of these newer stars. Right. But like when I see someone from a variety show, right. I'm going to, 
I'm going to go. In that mid-70s yeah, exactly. sort of. Because they're so grateful to be recognized. Right. They're still yeah. with us. Yeah. God bless yes. them. The TV Land Awards come to life. Absolutely. <laughs> so Helen I, Reddy had that song, Angie Baby. Angie yes. Baby. Why has that never been a TV movie or a horrible thriller? It's fucked Cause up. what is it about? Yeah. I don't know. I think she kidnaps a dude. I know. Fuck so. He gets sucked into the radio. I that's know. Right, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody needs that's like to a, like give a that. sci-fi channel. It is. Yes. It yeah, is. I know. It's waiting to happen. Netflix? Come on. 13 come on. episodes? X-Files. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so it's exciting. I, so I work for a tour company. I do um, private tours of LA. Fine. Uh, and, as my day job. And um, so I know where, like, a lot of the celebrities live. And um, I was up in the Birds. Yeah. Which is an area of L.A. above the Sunset Strip. What is it called? The, the Birds? Birds? Yeah. Okay. The, the Bird Streets. Oh, yeah. okay. They're all named after birds. I gotcha. And I know where Keanu Reeves lives. Right. And I was doing a tour, and um, he, there he was. Right. Right there. Yeah. I, that happened three times. Did you, did the, your people in the van go crazy? Crazy. Yeah. 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 And, um, the, you know, luckily they have, you know, frosted windows or right. know, tinted windows. So, so Keanu's not looking at people. Right. But, but he yeah. could see me. And yeah. I nodded him, at him, and he nodded at me, and I'm like, oh, I like really Keanu. Cool. I do I, too. I appreciate yeah. his zenness in these crazy times. Yeah. Yep. He's there for you. His house I, is really I cool. I wish he too. could be yeah. there for me. I know, right? Uh, I once heard a story about him involving somebody that was male, but oh, I don't know if it's true. Yeah. It also involved duty. But um, Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just leave that hanging okay. out there. Okay, here's the fun one. Yeah. When was a time in your life when you were in the right place at the right time? Wow. I was with Todd Mikofsky. Wow. In 24-hour fitness, working out right. at a, a weight bench. And I looked across the street, and I saw a guy standing there that I had met a year and a half prior, who... I had had an affair with for about two months during the time I was with my other partner, the one I talked about who tried to cheat on me when I was with my fair lady. Right. Or did cheat on me when I was with my right. And we had, I had broken it off because I was going to make that relationship work. Well, at that period of time, the relationship was falling apart. And I left that weight bench and I ran through 24-hour fitness and down the stairs and through 24-hour fitness and out the door and down the street and across the street against the light where he was waiting. And I said to him, hey, do you have a boyfriend? And he hey, how are you? He said, yeah. I'm great. How are you? I said, fine. Do you have a boyfriend? He said, no. I said, what you do now? And I've been married to him for 12 years. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's incredible. What's yeah. his name? Aaron. Aaron, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you, yeah. yeah. You guys have a lovely home <laughs> here. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, being, that's called being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. But yes. also doing something so... Stupid. <laughs> Ballsy, though. Is that is that in character for you, or was there just something about him? I think so. I think that's you. Yeah. Yeah. I that's think awesome. that's me. That's you. Yeah. Uh, you're I, also, I want to just point out that you're my mustache role model. <laughs> I wish I could have a mustache like that. And <laughs> have how, you tried? I don't think, I don't know. It's like, yours is kind of 70s. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What's the secret? You just have to have a lot of patience? Uh, yeah. I think so. Okay. And it's the only place hair grows on my body. <laughs> Other I, than yeah, my head. Good, I don't know. I've tried, but I don't feel like I my have dad. My dad goods. has this yeah. and has always had this. That's awesome. And I have to shave it off in a week. I know. Yes, are you, you how do. are you feeling about that in relation to Poppy? I don't like me without my mustache anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's for a good cause. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it really works. I have to support it. Um, okay. What's your favorite bad movie? Uh... Troll 2. <laughs> yeah, 
It's yeah. pretty amazing. Really? Yeah, it's terrible. Did we see that together? We did, yeah. We saw we, that together. We saw, no, we, we, we saw, saw the best, worst, worst movie, movie, which was which about... Which is a documentary about Troll, Troll 2. 2. Yeah. We yeah. went and saw that at the Chinese. Yes, yeah, so we and met, we met the dentist. George Hardy. Yeah. And then we became Facebook friends, and he was really nice. Totally, this yeah. very inside scoop. Although I bet some people that listen to this podcast know about I Troll know. 2. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a huge fan of bad movies. I They're great. I love them. I mean, yeah. for the longest time, Plan 9 from Outer Space was my yeah. favorite movie, because right. it's just terrible. Right. But it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Something about that. Yeah. Did you have a story about right place, right time? No, I've never been in the right place at the right time. <laughs> it's either the right place at the wrong time or the wrong place at the right time. Yeah. I have, somebody got that question. They were like, I'll let you know when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your biggest celebrity crush when you were a teenager? Um, uh, I had so many. I know. George oh. Michael. Yeah. That photo, that pictorial of him and Teen Beat with Andrew Ridgely in the white swimsuits in the ocean. Oh, Jesus. I used to jack off to that more yeah. than you can spit on the floor. <laughs> so, my, so mine, my first celebrity crush that I remember, which is prior to my teens, yeah. uh, was Chad Everett. Uh, oh, yeah. He yeah. was on what? Marcus Welby? Medical, medical Center. Medical Ooh, Center. Leif Garrett was mine. Oh, Leif Garrett. And, that, and Andy Gibb. Andy Gibb, too. Andy Gibb, Andy Gibb I understand. Yeah. Leif Garrett... I think we all like the idea of him. But yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. know. Well, he exactly. used to be shot with those shirts yeah. and the pendants. And um, and, um, I love all of those who's guys. The, who's the kid from Blue Lagoon? Um, Christopher oh, Atkins. Oh, yeah. my God. He's, good. he's still yeah. good looking. He looks good. I yeah. met him a few years ago at a gay Christmas tree thing. I don't know. He's okay. Still- What's your most memorable Halloween costume? Huh. Um... I loved when I was the log lady um, from, from Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Yeah, that's pretty hip. Because I thought I did a really, really good job. I made a log out of paper mache. Really, you didn't just get a real log? No, Fuck no, because it's too heavy. Yeah, you, you don't know, want to carry you're, that off. You're, you're, you're that's you're walking the mole. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh. And you know, <laughs> and first of all, I'm a huge Twin Peaks fan, right. and everybody cool recognized me on the boulevard. All the cool people. All the cool people. And yeah. I still have that uh, that costume. You know, I'm not going to get rid of it. You know Cheryl Lee used to live in this I house. do. I know. Cheryl Lee from Twin Peaks? Yes. I, she was one of the first um, celebrities I ever met. I was at a movie line party. I sold my first story to a magazine movie line in 1990. And I got to go to a party for them. And they used to have a lot. Of, these were the 90s. They had the best magazine parties. And... I remember dan- meeting Cheryl Lee and dancing to Groove is in the Heart. <laughs> She's really a sweet, that party. sweet woman. Yes, and then I interviewed her a few years later, and yeah. She's super nice. Yeah, did, how do you, she used to live here. She used to live here. But how do you know her from that? That was such a crazy story. Yeah. I, um, I, I was mistaken and thought that Cheryl Lee Ralph used right. to own this house. Okay. <laughs> And which was, which was equally, <laughs> which to me yeah. was equally as cool. Right. I'm living in Dina Jones' house, <laughs> yeah. you know. But um, I hope people will get that. <laughs> yeah, I think my audience. But then yeah. I, but then I found out that it was not, in fact, Cheryl Lee Ralph. It was Cheryl Lee. And I kid you not, this is the way the universe works. A week later, I went to the Grove, and there used to be a restaurant there called the Farm. Yeah, it was right and, next to the movie theater. And I sat down, and I I was with my husband, and I looked over, and there was th- this woman walked in, and I swear she was glowing, she beautiful, just hair and beautiful hair, and I'm like, okay, she's an actress. And then it dawned on me who it was, and I said, Aaron, I've got it. Here's another ballsy thing. Yeah. I said, Hold on. And I got up and I ran across the restaurant and I said, I'm so sorry to bother you, but we own your house. (laughs) And she looked at me crazy and I said, 
I'm sorry, that didn't come out right. I said, we just recently bought the, the house that you used to live in on yeah. Appian Way. And her face lit up, and she just was so kind. And we, we chatted for a while, and I said, please come over. And, and she came over, and we had coffee. I love that. And uh, she came over a couple of times, and, and uh, we became kind of, uh, you know, friendly acquaintances. Yes. And, and it was just really sweet. That's awesome. Did she tell you anything about the house that you didn't she know? She did. She told me stories about how she had had it decorated and feng yeah. and you know, she had to have her, you know, just a lot of things, but she was just That's absolutely so cool. lovely and gracious. And Love it. It was great. But it was so random. It's so random. Yeah. And that's so cool that she came over. Oh, yeah. Any award show stories? Yes. Um, when I was 18, many, many, many years ago, uh, I worked at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, mm-hmm. and that's where the Academy Awards used to be done. Right. And I, w- I worked as an usher, and I, my job was to take the winners up to the, uh, from the stage to the press room uh, and in the elevator. And so... Wow, that's had, a big job. It was a pretty, pretty big job, yeah. So I was the elevator operator. And uh, after Maureen Stapleton uh, <gasps> won her award for um, Red... Um, she, you know, they, I took her up into the uh, to the uh, press room. That's and big. she. I think she was slightly inebriated. Oh, right. Um, yeah, I mean, she was Maureen Stapleton. And uh, but I'm like, oh my god, I have an Academy Award winner. And yeah. Uh, so Reds would have been early oh, 80s. Yeah. Shush. Yeah. <laughs> but you were you were seven. I was seven. Yeah. 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 They let toddlers it, do that. Job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Child labor. Sure. Exactly. Saves money. I love it. Did you have any other elevator people in your night? Not that I recall. Yeah. I mean, Maureen Stapleton was the biggie. Yeah, um, but you were right in there with the actual Oscar trophies. I was, yeah. yes. That's and then, cool. you know, I've actually held uh, an Oscar. I was um, Faye what, Dunaway. What was his last name? Wow! Uh, I was uh, Faye Dunaway's personal assistant for about two weeks. Oh, oh my God. God. Yes. We could do a whole other podcast oh, about that. Honey! <laughs> oh, my God. I just feel like... The record scratched oh, in the soundtrack of this man, podcast. That's, like, that's why I lasted only two weeks. It was, it was rough. It was a nightmare. How? What era would that have been? That was... Oh, my gosh. Post Mommy Dear. I We're, never knew this her, about you. Her, her, and book, I, her book was about to come myself. out. So whenever that was. I don't oh, know, shit. I, you yeah. never told me this? Oof, it's something I want to forget. You blocked it. it. She's a nightmare, right? She's a nightmare. Yeah. Nightmare. Every Great movie. actress. But you know, I love how did you movies. how did you quit? It was kind of like a, I sort of like drifted away. Yeah, with that. yeah, and it's just like you kind had, of ghosted she, on her. She had so many personal assistants. Yeah, like, you know, she had, I mean, I, I think they just kind of come and go. It's like you know, Murphy Brown. It's yeah, like the, yeah. You know. Oh my gosh! I cited her in Tinder Greens one day, and I wanted to say something to her, but I thought she might hit me. So I she's did. not. Yeah, she I interviewed her once. She kept me waiting is. like four and a half hours. She's not stable. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's not good. What's What's the one day you remember the most from the Faye Dunaway? Your Your My first day. Yeah, it was just awful. Oh no! Oh, the day that I remember the most, and this yeah. is really cool. Oh, this is the year. So it was. Yeah. It would have been like ninety five. I want to say okay. maybe ninety six. I was with her when they announced the O.J. Simpson verdict. Oh my God. That's an amazing story. And because I had forgotten that they had worked on Towering Inferno together. Yeah. And um, so, so, so I was working and she's like, Todd, Todd, come here. They're about to announce the verdict. I'm like, okay. So, um, so we sat down in her living room and, and it was just the two of us and they said, not guilty. And she turns to me and she says, I can't believe it. 
And I'm like, I can't believe it either. <laughs> so that's that's my most memorable. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Did wow, she say anything about working with OJ ago. or no? She didn't, no. That's amazing. Yeah. You were with Faye Dunaway as her assistant when the OJ verdict yes. was announced. Yes. That's a lot. There, I, that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> so, that's amazing. Okay, what movie have you seen more than any other? Star Wars. Yeah, you just love it. Well, you know, it was one of those things. I mean, I was, I was so I was a child, and it changed. It changed cinema. Yeah. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. And right. uh, so, I've probably seen it more than any other. I think. I know it's a boring one, but that's no, awesome. It's awesome. Star Wars, I think. For yeah. me, um, so the producers, the yeah. original, uh, right. Mel Brooks with uh, Gene Wilder and Zero Mostel. Yeah. Uh, because every time I got cast in a show, I'd always watch the producers because I just loved it so much and it always made me laugh. Yes. I think the one that I saw the very, very most, because I used to work on cruise ships, and they you probably know, they played the same movies yeah. like, week in, week out. Um I watched the Joy Luck Club so many times. Really? Yes. That's a crazy. You could, you could fill I in know. for any of them. At oh, the top of all of them. And, yeah. and their mothers. Yeah. yeah. I and it always made me cry. That's amazing. Without that fail. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why would you play the producers when you got cast in a show? Was it like a tradition? Or it's a, kind of a tradition. Like a yeah. Season? Yeah. yeah. Just because it's all about live theater, yeah, and um, it's just such a and ridiculous, the madness of it, the madness of it is just so ridiculous. Funny. Right, I love that. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good little tradition. <laughs> what movie did you see when you were way too young to see it? Oh. The, uh, the, and the eyebrow goes up. Yeah, oh, it was. What was that horrible? Uh, it was so scary. It was a Brian De Palma film with Angie Dickinson. Dress to kill. Dress yes. to kill. Yeah, it it shattered me. Yeah. yeah, and I remember the very first scene of that movie is a shot from above, and he's fucking her in that bed. And oh, I remember mother saying, "Go to your room." <laughs> of course I didn't but it was just it was I shouldn't have seen that yeah I shouldn't have seen that you shouldn't have seen that no, you can't unsee it at I that age and it gave you kind of nightmares oh god I can, yeah. I, yeah no oh, wow. I, to this day I don't like slasher films yeah I can see that what about you Todd when I was very young um, my father took me to I'm pretty sure it was a double feature of um, Zardoz I know, I don't bizarre, know and uh, the man who fell to earth. The, oh, okay. Um, David Bowie. Yeah, <clears throat> and both of them. I first of all, I didn't get what was going on. Yeah, and I saw that there were like naked bodies up there, and I'm like, I'm too young to see this. I can't see this. Yeah, you so, are being vigilant for yourself. Absolutely. And so I was sitting next to my father, and I yeah. pretended to be asleep. Yeah, because I'm like, I was so embarrassed. Yeah. I'm like, how? Oh, I'll tell you another. That's so funny that you knew instead of yeah. being like, "I want to see everything yeah. I can see." I'll tell you another one that I yeah. shouldn't have seen, but it kind of stirred something within me. Was that one with um, Susan Sarandon and Brooke Shit Pretty Babies? Oh yeah. Oh, oh. That one. There was something. What was the man she was, in that? Was there I a never man, hard man in that? I don't know. Pretty, I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. There was she played a prostitute. Yeah, right. it's, it's a good. It's, it, there's some. There's a. There's male nudity in that yeah. movie that kind of was that like stayed with you. Ooh, yeah, no. like my, Richard Gere and a yes. Gigolo. Hello. My flower yeah. bloomed. <laughs> something happened. To yeah, you. Something, that's exciting. Something stirred. I love that. What's the worst costume or uniform you've had to wear for work? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Do you remember the Animaniacs? 
Oh, I've I heard of them, the but I don't know what they're like. I don't. I don't know. They're the. Um, you know, it's that. Uh, it's that was Steven Spielberg. Yeah, was he yeah. It, yeah. Um, it's the three little characters that live on the Warner Brother lot. Okay. There's, and there's like three of them, and one is tall, and one is a girl, and one is the other one. Yeah. I was doing. You know, you have all kinds of gigs when you're an actor. In sure. LA. I was in one of those costumes for. Uh, it was the Warner Brothers TV season kickoff party. Right. On the back lot. Private event. Really swanky. Everybody was there. And I was in this costume. <laughs> that Could your face show or no? No. Okay. No. It oh. was like a full body oh. suit. Did and you have was, eye holes? Well, yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> and, you know, and I met, I had pictures taken with George Clooney. Swoozy Kurt. Sorry, I spit on you. I love that. You can't say Swoozy without spit on <laughs> no, that's, that's one of the occupational hazards. Swoozy Kurtz. I mean, everybody, Juliana Margulies, you know, because ER was, this yeah. was back then. Everybody and their brother. And to this day, I don't have one of those pictures. And you wouldn't oh. know it was me. <laughs> but they all love those characters. I mean, that was a big thing back in the. I wonder if you Google, like, like George Clooney Animaniac. <laughs> it might come up. That was me. Yes. That's really hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrible. Yeah. I did work. I did dance at Disney later, but I was a face character. I Damn right, you're a face okay. character. I didn't have to wear. What face character were you? I was a dancer in the Mary Poppins Chimney Sweep uh, Brigade, right and I, I was a sweep. And it was we did the very Merry Christmas Parade. A friend of mine that I had done a regional production of with had a guy. He was the choreographer of it. We were dancers together, right. in this production at, down in uh, Redondo Beach, and he had a boy in his unit break his ankle. And he called me, literally called me. He said, Christopher, you got to come do this. You're the only one who can learn it this fast. And I learned in two hours what it had taken them six weeks. And they yeah. didn't like me. They didn't like me. Oh. That was the dress rehearsal. And I did it that night. And they were not fond of me. Because Don't pop fond. the head cast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were a little bit like that. That's exactly what it was. And they didn't, you know, <laughs> that's been the story of my life. They didn't, um, they, they had bonded. And I was just this new you know, person who yeah. came in and just got in the show and didn't have to do much. But it, worst case of shin splits I've ever had in my oh, life. Ouch. When did you start dancing? <laughs> in my living room at right. four. Uh, you know, training. when you when you were able to train? Because like I grew up in a town where there wasn't that an option, and it also wasn't something boys would have done anyway. Not like college. Yeah, I, I was the same thing. I didn't take an actual dance class until college. I did have formal training until college. I had my mother was the majorette sponsor. Right. So I was able to twirl and do all those things and learn routines. So I was already... You were sort of self-taught for I was a kind long of, yeah, time. The, the retaining choreography, retaining moves, all that mimic, that was all started. Yeah. But I didn't take a first, my first ballet class until I was, you know... Same here. Same but here. I was fast. Right. And, you know, if you, you know, you're meant to do it. You're meant to right. do it. Did you feel, did you ever feel like, oh, if I'd started earlier? But of it course. seems like, yeah. you know, it seems like you did really well yeah. regardless. Yeah, I did. I yeah. did. I, 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 you know, I, I wouldn't be cast or, I, I danced a couple of Nutcrackers, right. but I wouldn't be cast in a classical company. Right. And that's what I wish I had started earlier because I do love that. But, but musical, I sing, so musical theater yeah, is what I was going to do perfect. anyway. And I was pretty, Fucking good for a musical theater dancer. So that's right. All right. What's the worst thing that's ever gone wrong for you on stage? I was the principal dancer at the Lost Colony in North Carolina, <laughs> and we danced to. It was a huge. If any, Lost Colony is a huge outdoor amphitheater, on, right? On, right on the outer banks. It is the Les Mis of outdoor drama, right? 
William Ivy Long's like the production supervisor, and we had a lot of these amazing costumes. Right. And the dancers, the troupe of uh, 10 or 20, I think there's 20 dancers, play the, uh, the Native Americans that were uh, indigenous to that area. Right. And the show opens with a big ceremonial tribal dance. And right. the, principal, the principal is the shaman, the medicine man of right. the dance. And we did it to track. Uh-oh. And one night, we got four counts of eight into the dance, which, thank the gods, was a clump center stage and the track reset. Oh, yeah. And so I just screamed. I whispered to everybody as we were down. I was like, stay here. And I improvised a solo. I love that. 2,500 the people. <laughs> Did anyone have any idea? No. That's amazing, though. But I, it was... But it was the most horrifying moment. Of I uh, worked on cruise ships, and we used to perform with, to a click track, where yeah. there was some live instruments and then a click track. One time we got off with the click track. That is the biggest calamity, because you don't know how to get back on. It's right. scary. It's you're, you're Ashley Simpson on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> dancing a jig. But it just keeps... It's like a train that's just out of control, but won't yeah. stop. You just keep going. Yeah, it's... It's crazy. All right, I know that feeling. Costumes falling off and all that seems pales in comparison yeah. with that. Todd, do you have a nightmare story that happened I on stage? I don't really have a nightmare story. Yeah. I have a funny story. I um, love it. I was doing uh, Oklahoma in Warsaw, Indiana at the <laughs> uh, Wagon Wheel Playhouse, which right. is theater in the round. Yeah. Love it. And um, we <laughs> during the uh, picnic basket scene, you know, where they're yeah. auctioning off the picnic baskets, um, we played uh, Hide the Dildo in a picnic basket. You did that too! Yes. Every company of Oklahoma! Oh my god, and it was my dildo, and it was, <laughs> it was the Jeff Stryker You brought dildo. one from home? Oh, of course I did. You're yeah. making this up. Uh, no, I swear to god. I had a Jeff Stryker oh dildo too. See, another Beach. thing I think it has in. to go into the show. <laughs> that thing was big. It's, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> god. Wow, that's a challenge. I, did you ever see his... I know. Did you ever see the play that he did in L.A.? He was in a play. He what? He did. Do and a play. I remember I I had a suede jacket on, and he was kind of going through the audience. And I remember he got all greasy on my jacket. <laughs> that was like going back to the worst movie you ever seen. It's not the worst movie, but In yeah. Hot Pursuit runs a close oh, second. Yeah. You remember that one? They had stories. I remember when he was a rocker and uh, yeah. dude. He was. You know what? He he was great. Um, <laughs> so you would play hide the dildo in a hide the dildo. Yeah. It, once, like, not every show, once in a not while. Not every show, no. Yeah, I think it was just the one show, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hide it, or did uh, you discover somebody it? Somebody else hid it, and we yeah. were all, like, trying to, you know, find which basket had the dildo in it. Was there a point to the game? Like, it was you, it was just more like, there's a dildo on stage Yeah, somewhere. it's just kind of like, yeah. we got so bored with the show, yeah. and especially that scene. It's so long. It is so long. Yeah. And um, it was in the round, so that was a challenge, yeah. you know, to hide it from uh, the audience, but right. that we could still see it. I love it. What celebrity death hit you the hardest? Carrie Fisher. Oh. Yeah. I Carrie agree. Yeah. That was a big one. I cried. Yeah, I can't Star remember. Wars. I can't remember crying. I can't in my recent memory remember crying when a celebrity died. But when I heard Carrie Fisher died, I was in Palm Springs. We were on our Christmas vacation. I just sat down and bawled. Wow. Sitting there naked on a bed, bawling. Yeah, That's well, right. That's happened to me many times. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's something you're good at that might surprise people? <laughs> I think that other question answered. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you picked it. 
I actually picked this. Yes, and you I did. was gonna I can twirl fire. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, that is amazing. Have, Why have we Mac not better I know. <laughs> fire law. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's true. I control yeah. fire. That's cool. When did you learn that in school? Yeah. Like merge, magic? Okay. Well, no. I mean, like I learned it with the. I was the only one who got snuffed to twirl it. Yeah. When your mom was doing that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome, though. Man, when I was a kid, and you would go to this this. I wanted to watch the pom pom girls so bad. I wanted to know about the dancing but you had to pretend that you cared about the game yeah and you just wanted to watch when they would do a palm pass like they would do with the pom poms and they would pass them while they're <laughs> yeah. doing moves I thought it defied the laws of physics <laughs> like, oh my god that's amazing alright um just Todd did you have a celebrity death that hit you um I mean last year was was it last year no oh there's so many it was George, George Michael George and, Michael yeah. David Bowie Prince yeah oh yeah. my god there, I mean so many I know great ones I went to the fault line a couple months ago and Stacey Q performed yeah oh my god she's I know. still around she's yeah. still around both her songs sound the same god it's bless. okay yeah but you know what it, maybe she didn't have that many hits but guess what she's still with us Thank still you. with us so god bless we take what we can get I yeah. know I know alright when was the first time you saw a dirty magazine or video well, you know, I was in, I think it was junior high school, and um, I, uh, we found, I don't know where we found them, but there they were, they were like a trove of Hustler magazines. Oh, that's and that was amazing when you could find a stash. Oh my God. Like yes. a trove, a trove. A trove of, but Hustler, not even that like was, Playboy. Yeah, the girls would literally pull out their intestines. There, yeah. were, <laughs> there were erect penises in that magazine. Yeah. Oh my God. But back in the day, if you had the girly magazines, it was always girls, 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 and there might be one dick, and you'd like, I know, yeah, no, I was just about to say, my yeah. mother's boyfriend at the time would give, because Playboys in the yeah. day used to be that thick. Right. And not all, it was not all pictures, there would be excerpts from novels. Right, so my, right. my, my mother's boyfriend subscribed, and he would give them to her after he was done looking at them, and she would read all that. So my mother had a stack of Playboys in her bedroom that I and I looked at them, and it wasn't any big deal, because again, I was raised by women, I was seeing yeah. naked women all the time, but every now and then, there would be. That pictorial where the guy was in it, and you'd you'd see like half of his crotch hair, yeah, you know, or, or a, the top of his dick, and or there was a pictorial with Sarah Miles and Chris Christopherson from that movie, The Sailor Who Fell from Grace oh, from the Sea, oh, 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 and it was a whole pictorial of the sex scene. Oh my god, yeah. drove me crazy. You didn't see any Chris Christopherson's full junk, did you? No, you didn't. But you, it's pretty. But Google it. Was pretty Google it. Google it. It's pretty exciting, nonetheless. It was exciting, nonetheless. All right. Well, those are all the cards that you picked. Oh. Tell folks how they can learn about Mac and Poppy and come and see your show. Well, uh, we'd also just throw it out there. This show is a benefit for the AIDS Life Cycle 2018. Oh, that's right. Todd and I are both writing. You're both riding. doing it. Yes, I did it last year, and I you know, sunk so much money into buying my bike. I'm like, I got to do it again. Yes. So, uh, so we're doing it we're uh, doing this it. year so in all June. The, all the proceeds from this show is, it, it will go to, to that. I love um, it. And uh, we will be at the Cavern Club Theater on May 11th at 9 p.m., May 12th at 9 p.m., and May 13th at 7 p.m., and tickets 
can be purchased by going to www.brownpapertickets.com and searching for Mac and Poppy Till Death Do Us Part. I love it. You can also go to Cavern Club Theater, right? Is you that can. Yeah? Absolutely. And, um, um, you can uh, check us out on macandpoppy.com. M-A-C-K-A-N-D-P-O-P-P-Y. We're I both love on it. Facebook, Poppy Fields or Mac Diamond, and there's a Mac and Poppy page on Facebook. There you go. You've got it all covered. Yeah. We do. We do. Now, have you done the Ace Ride before? No, this, this is will be your first, first time. time. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. What was the best part of your experience doing it last oh my year? God, the entire. I mean, they call it the the love bubble. You yeah. know, just um, because we're all there for a cause, and right. um, it it's a feat. I mean, we, we're riding 545 miles over yeah. a seven day period, and that's freaking awesome. Wow. And yeah. you know, I mean, it, it's just it's such a a wonderful, uplifting experience, and I just I, I love doing it. It's, it is a challenge, though. Oh, yeah, and it's we, hard. It's yeah, hard. we need to train a bit more. Um, I did eighty. I did eighty some odd miles two weekends ago. God bless. It was. Oof. Uh, yeah. I did it the my very second year they did angry. it. Your taint is angry. My taint is angry. Uh, yeah. Girl, that's the hardest part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord. You did it. The, I did it the, the second year. Wow. And yeah, it was ninety-five. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, How was it for you? It was, I, I didn't need to do it again. <laughs> um, I, it was kind of lonely because I'd been training with somebody and we were kind of dating and then it fizzled before the ride. So I kind of yeah. didn't have my people, but then I met people and I yeah, had friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it felt good to do it. I sag stopped two days out of the, all right. well, the, what happened was the first day there's all those hills and I was really into it. So I kind of blew my knees out a little yeah, bit on yeah, that yeah. first day. Yeah. So it was more about enduring the pain than the, the stamina. Right. Yeah. Popping right. Advil like M&Ms. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but then night, I came back strong. Every night I just, uh, yeah. my, my thighs especially were just killing yeah. me. So, you know, you got to like roll them out with that, you know, with that thing. rolling pin thing. Yeah. It's just like. It's painful. It is really painful. It'd be interesting to do it again because yeah. it's been a long year. Yeah. Um, what is your dream gig for Mac and Poppy? Oh, Somebody yeah. comes to the show, sees it, and says, you know what? I want to take you guys and go blank. Um, so I've got a, a few dream sure. jobs. I, you know, I am a, a huge fan of Provincetown, uh, yeah. Massachusetts yeah. on the Cape. And I've always wanted to play um, Provincetown. Um one summer, you know, just, I yeah. don't know, for a couple weeks, a couple weekends or whatever. Yeah. Um, that'd be amazing. I would really like to try to do that. There's kind of like a pink belt yeah. circuit. Like the, you know, there's Provincetown, there's Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. There's um, uh, the place in Maine. Uh, Ogunquit. Oh. Yes. There's there's that circuit that like Varla does, my yeah. Coco does. And I would love for us to be able to do that. I want to play Palm Springs. I would yes. love. I know. And I think that's like totally within yeah. our the yes. realm of possibility. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to do a show in Vegas. I yeah. Think, yeah. I think it'd be so much fun. It's just kind of a throwback to yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, you know, we we were approached to maybe do a web series, and I would love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, oh, speaking of web series, you were on one. I was. Tell us about it. It was called What a Lie. I did it last year. It's out now. It's on. We were initially only on Reverie, but now it's on Vimeo and YouTube and a lot of different places. It's just a 10-episode short-form uh, uh, web series about a woman who is uh, trying to decide whether or not to have a child. Right. My co-star, played by Tara Platt, who's wonderful. And... Um, she goes to all these mommy blogs to get 
perspective and advice and she looks up one and she really resonates with it so she contacts she just presses connect and it connects her via skype to the writer of this mommy blog and it's what a lark who is okay. a drag queen i got <laughs> writing you. about her drag daughters i see and she and so over the arc of the the episodes they become friends and she becomes what becomes kind of like a fairy godmother confidant i love it it's like this this Odd couple pairing exactly, and you know they. It's it's really it's really well written, and and it was, you know, done with great production values and everything. It's really cute. And you crushed the outfits. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're not <laughs> yeah. fucking around. No 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 no. I yeah. I normally stick with one or two wigs as Poppy, but I have all kinds of hair. And yeah. It's, it's really fun. Where do you keep it all? In my closet. You have room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah, I interviewed my friend John Cantwell, who does Love Comedy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's got a, a like a one-bedroom apartment in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Or not a huge, and he says, if you open my kitchen, there's drag, like <laughs> everything. There's like cup of noodles and a wig. Yeah. You know, like you're having to find every little space. It's true. I love this that. This was an incredible, um, I was going to say seamstress, but uh, costumer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I saw. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes Coco Peru. Would you ever want to go on Drag Race? Because you have the skills. No. Okay. Fair, fair enough. I mean, listen. No, I'm not going to say. I'm going to rewind that. I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say about that. If they were to come and say, do Drag Race, I would do it. Right. You know, I would love to have the opportunity. I'd love to have the platform. Yeah. I don't think I, I think when, I think I'm at a point in my career where I know what I'm good at and I know where I play. Yeah. And I think drag has evolved and changed and that world is very different than what I do. Yeah. I see that. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, It's like I'm, not a fit, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I am not... I sing. I tell yeah. jokes. I'm theatrical. Right. I, I'm for shows. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not... And also, I think I'd have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Because I'm a perfectionist. Right. And uh, I'd, it would just be too stressful. My husband is... It's made me swear never to do it. Really interesting. That's on, is the prenup. Part yeah, because he doesn't want me to. He doesn't want to see me break down. However, I would write. <laughs> I would probably. It'd be good TV. Now, yeah, you would, would crush it. Well, would you ever do um, Best in Drag Show? Oh yeah, that I do. Yeah, my yeah. friend Danny's doing it this year. Danny Casillas is going to be in it. So oh, is he? Yes, as Reba. As Reba. 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 Oh, that's yes. great. Oh, very cool. That's so great. Starting the. Uh, the, uh, he's been like brainstorming ideas and yeah, it's going to be fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I would do, I would love to do Best in Drag Show, yeah. but if I were to do that, I would have to get a team of people because, Absolutely. you know, we do Mac and Poppy all ourselves. Yeah. We, you know, and we have our dear, dear friend and publicist, Kenny Werther, who's an angel, yeah. um, who assists us as well. And we, we love him so much, but Todd and I and Kenny, we're the machine. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes because you know. I know. Yeah. I listen to the podcast and I go, this podcast was produced by, and there's like 20 names. Right. I'm like, you fuckers. <laughs> anyway. Okay. My last question. Why, if, Mac and Poppy have been together a long time in their marriage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you ask them what the secret is, what would they say? Oh. Scotch. 
scotch. Yeah. That's how they, that's why they work. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Extramarital affairs. Really? Is that, well, that <laughs> scotch and extramarital affairs. That's, that's kind of the secret to everything. I think it is, yeah. really. I it think that's be, a good guide to life. We would be remiss also. Another, the, the third leg of the stool of Magnum yeah. Poppy is our amazing musical director, John Randall. Yes. Right on. He plays Jack Cheddar in all our shows. That's the name we've given him. And Okay. But, um, but he is... He is able to... We have these crazy ideas of how we want to put songs together. We right. take them to John, and almost immediately he arranges them and does them. And, yeah. and we could not do it without him. So he's he's amazing. Well, I cannot wait to see what you cooked up this time. I love all your shows. Thank if you're in L.A., go see Mac and Poppy. If you're not, go to the website and check out what they do. And uh, it's been a blast talking to you guys. Thank you, Thank Dennis. You, Dennis. All right. Bye. 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 All right, thanks again to Todd Makovsky and Christopher Graham. Check out their show next week in L.A., Mac and Poppy. I think I'm going to the Friday night show, and I'm excited. All right, so this happened. This is a kind of a very sad, so this happened this week. Um, a really great guy, a friend that I've known for probably 10 years, maybe longer, um, Tony Cusimano, passed away this week. He'd been fighting cancer for a really long time. Um He's somebody that I didn't know super well, but I had been friends with for quite a while. And and I remember, like, the first time I hung out with him one-on-one, -on -one, we went to the Pan Pacific Auditorium to see just the sliver of Xanadu that's still there in the architecture. Um, he loved all kinds of 80s pop culture and um, campy things, the Apple, Xanadu, things like that. He used to send me mixtapes. They were so sweet. He would find songs that he thought I would like. Um, he was just one of the sweetest, sweetest guys I'd ever met in my life. And he's going to be missed by a lot of people. I'll think of him every time I listen to Kylie Minogue. He loved Kylie Minogue. And when um, I was on Fashion Police, we had Kylie on as a guest. And I invited Tony to come to the show. And um, after the taping, or at some point during the taping... Tony, my my um, former podcast co-host, um, who was the head writer, was able to get him up to meet Kylie and get a picture together, and it was really sweet. Um, and I also remember Tony coming to the home video gong show and bringing this video he had of himself dancing. I think it was to Shaka Khan, I Feel For You, or to Michael Jackson, but he was probably like 10 tops, and he's just having the greatest time and dancing his ass off, and so cute. Um, man, what a loss. Um, I just want to, you know, say that, uh, Tony, we love you, and we'll never forget you, and, um, and thanks for everything, all the joy and kindness you brought to my life and so many others' lives. Um, so that's it for this week. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. Bye.